Welcome to the STC Summer Podcast on the Practice of Neighbouring. Join us each week as we dive deeper into what it means to be biblically better neighbours. We hope you enjoy. So, uh, hi everyone and welcome to the second of our summer podcasts, uh, looking at the theme of the practice of neighbouring. I'm Alan and today I am joined by the very lovely Pete and Joanne. And uh, Pete and Joanne, tell us a little bit about yourselves. So, um, I'm Pete and I'm a retired police officer of 30 years. And we recently moved to Sheffield during the first week of lockdown uh, during the pandemic, the COVID pandemic. And uh, almost immediately upon arrival, we were told we had to shield. So that was an interesting experience. Joe? Yeah, we moved from Wales after living in Wales for 27 years um, to be closer to our daughter, um, who lives in Walkley. it is uh, was at the time in the process of uh, going through the process of adoption. So we wanted to be closer to where our potential grandchildren were going to be. Um, so yeah, after 27 years, it was quite a big move. Especially because the village where we used to live in a really rural community, uh, it was four miles from the nearest town, four miles from the nearest um, supermarket anyway. And uh, the, 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 the community was probably about 30 houses or something and farms and what have you so we moved from there to a city i think it's the fifth largest in england with half a million people so it's been quite a a change for us so a uh, huge change um probably a, a huge culture shock as well a little bit um the fact that you can go and buy milk uh by walking for you know that's that's a big thing um yeah. and so um i presume 27 years in the same place um, yeah. You got to know a large number of people uh, within the community, if not everyone in the community. Um, and also, Pete, with a job like uh, a police officer, again, you get to know lots of people, don't you? You certainly do, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we did know a lot of folk in the immediate vicinity, yeah. Yeah. And so tell us some of your experiences in terms of um, moving, arriving in Sheffield and um that process of getting started, getting to know new neighbours, getting set up in a new place. Uh, well, that was interesting, wasn't it? Because we put a house on the market to to head north, um, not really expecting too much to happen uh, too quickly. Um, and that there were sort of historical reasons for that. But amazingly, we had interest in the house almost straight away, didn't we? Yep. And I don't know how, how quickly we had an offer in, but it wasn't... It, 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 it didn't take very long at all. Uh, within, a, within a fortnight. Within a fortnight. And, <laughs> Much to our surprise. And the folk who made the offer came back to us several times. So we knew they were keen. We knew their personal circumstances within a, quite a, um, a short period of time. Um, and we weren't really planning on moving as quickly as we did, but we could see the writing on the wall with the pandemic and lockdown, although we never, ever thought it would be as long as it, 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 it ended up being. And the, the couple who wanted to buy our, our home were, they had some quite clear time restrictions. They needed to be in by certain dates. And so we saw the, 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 the government announcements coming. And so we brought forward the move and ended up moving probably four to six weeks earlier than we'd anticipated, maybe more. Yeah. Um, 
and we didn't know until the morning that the removal company actually arrived that we were actually going to be moving um, be because all of the other removal companies we'd been in contact with had actually closed business by then. Um, uh, we'd had instructions from our solicitor to get out and make the house vacant because we could potentially be liable for costs uh, for, for the purchaser's accommodation if we were Ill in, still in our property and we'd be paying the rent on the property in Sheffield. So it was all a very tumultuous time. They came at they came to collect the property, all the items one day, uh, put it all in the lorry. Joanne went off in her car and I followed about two hours later when they finished at the house packing everything. They put everything in um, storage in Cardiff overnight. Um, it was about an hour and a half from where we lived. And then half past four in the morning, uh, a Sunday morning, they drove from Cardiff to Sheffield. Um, in the meantime, we'd driven to Sheffield, stayed overnight in our new house on a mattress on the floor because wow. we'd, we'd expected to stay with our daughter, but they, were, they had a lodger and they had symptoms of COVID. <laughs> so oh. the day we were moving, we were evicted from our daughter's house before we'd arrived. <laughs> wow, what a welcome. Uh, <laughs> so yeah i mean fortunately amy had provided us with some food in the oven and we arrived about i don't know 10 30 in the evening after a very very long day of packing and then half a state in the morning the removal company came by midday they were gone and left us with well oodles of stuff because we'd lived in a bigger place before to try and a quart into a pint pot is what we said um we had to do very quickly Wow, so uh, a huge then uh, journey, um, accelerated process, um, evicted by your daughter. Uh, yeah, we're moving to be close to you to help. Yes, go and sleep on the floor. I love that. That's great. Uh, she's gone up in my estimations tenfold. That's, that's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so you arrive in Sheffield, and knowing the street that you are living on, because we live across the road. Yeah. Um, there are probably three times the amount of houses on the one street as there were in your entire village down uh, back in Wales. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and there were more cars in the street because obviously you know what it's like there, but um, there's parking on the street on both sides of the road. So again, we were a bit concerned about how this Pantechnicum was going to get down there and offload all our stuff, but it did. And people were gracious and moved their cars and stuff like that. So it was good. Very good. So you've already made a splash in the uh, in the community by blocking the roads for uh, <laughs> half a day. Well, we did try and pull the bins out when we arrived so that there would be some spaces on the street the following morning. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so um, you come from a place where everybody knows you and you're well established in the community. You arrive uh, not in the best circumstances. We're at the very start of the pandemic. So what's your sort of next step in terms of then just beginning to uh, make connections in the community? Everything that we had in mind that we were going to do to get to know people and um, yeah, become a part of the community when we moved to the big city from the tiny village, we couldn't do. All of the things we were going to join, church, choirs, walking groups, book clubs. Yeah, there was nothing. There was just 
virtually nothing to to join. So actually, it was it was really nice to be in a street where there were people on both sides and people over the road and people just walking past. You know, we didn't really have people walking past our nope. our house that you'd stop and chat to before. Whereas um, one of the first things that we did in um, in Hadfield Street, we had a quite a small space in front of our house, about six foot, but we used three foot of that to put a bench in front of the house, which was in a nice sunny spot first thing in the morning. And if you went and sat on that, that bench... Which I did <laughs> you, regularly. Which we did quite a yeah. lot, because we weren't al allowed further than the, you know... The boundary. The, than the wall of the, the property. Um, you could watch the world go by, and you could say hello to people as they were passing. And we quickly discovered that people in Sheffield are a bit like people in Wales. They're quite friendly. If you say hello, they'll say hello back. And quite often, they're the first ones to say hello, and they'll stop and chat with you because they're, yeah, they're just nice folks, I think. Fantastic. So, so um, there's a bench outside the house uh, mm -hmm. that... Pete particularly, I remember, sunning himself like a pussycat in the mornings. Um, well, I was actually working hard. I'm sure you know that. Because um, yes. yes. I, I was doing remote working at the time. <laughs> yeah, I did see I did see the laptop out with you a few times. Um, <laughs> although uh, lots of interest in the passers-by. Um, so, um, so talk me through just then. Um, you're, you've got the casual sort of conversations. You've got various people wandering by. Um, how did it sort of sort of snowball from then? You've got the casual passing wave and smile and, and conversation. Um, I know by the time you left and moved to your, your new abode, where you're sat at the moment, that you were well established in the community, lots of friends. What were some of the things that then happened after the, after the bench? I don't, I think it's strange, isn't it? Because some of the things you say, we don't necessarily recognise, but I... I um, I installed next to the bench a huge flower pot, <laughs> and, and, I, and I grew runner beans up it. I don't know if you remember that. I do, because you 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 messaged me once when when the wind blew them over. I think that's but right. It, it became a bit of conversation with Cat um, and Alejandro, who lived further down the road, because she was a keen gardener, and so it began to. Uh, have conversations about things where there was mutual interest almost you know and then um it was well, I, I can't remember exactly the timeline but there was the sundays where we were able to participate with your family in sort of church on the street and so there was an opportunity um well i mean we could have easily said no to that couldn't we but we didn't we we wanted to say yes because one, it, it, it was something that got us out the front door and, and into, the, into the garden. Two, it gave us the opportunity to meet with you and your family, but also it gave us an opportunity to express our faith in, in a public way, if you like. So um, that was good to be participative in something that was short, um, not, it was something that anybody could join in with if they wanted to. Um, and then I think it was your wife decided that we should do something called happy hour on a Friday, uh -huh. which we also joined in and sat in our deck chairs in the garden or ultimately on the pavement and, and had an hour to talk with each other about stuff, life. Um, and, you know, these conversations moved on from time to time because there was another chap in the street who 
um, was quite anti, I suppose, to start with, um, and spoke uh, about faith and religion in in quite animated just, terms. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't positive, but it, but he was animated. Yeah, and and so I think just you know you generally get on with life, don't you? And you you're talking about your your broad beans, and you're talking about your kids, and you're talking and yeah, uh, it was just being a bit open with folk, really. And as Joe said, people would talk back. Yeah, I mean, you can't make friends if other people don't want to make friends. No. And if you find people who are friendly um, and will stop and, you know, in the beginning, you just sort of say hello in passing. And then the next time, maybe you exchange three sentences. And then after that, you start wanting to get to know each other, don't you? You ask each other how long we lived in Sheffield or... Um, you know, have you got family in the area or, you know, are you retired? What do you do for a job? All those sort of things. And uh, that's how you get to know people. And then people ask you the questions back and Find common ground. Yeah, eventually it's, it's not just uh, lovely weather, isn't it? It's more, oh, look, we haven't seen so-and-so across the road for a little while. I wonder if she's okay. Or, you know, so-and-so across the road says, has a conversation with you and you're saying how frustrated you are because you can't get stuff for the garden. And three days later, she turns up with some lovely bedding plants and you're like, that's so lovely. That just makes you feel like a human being and part of a community that cares about each other. Ah, oh, that's really wonderful. And sort of fast forward from those early days of the pandemic and uh, you were only renting because of the house move um, to be able to get out quick. And uh, you've bought a house now in Sheffield and so yeah. you've moved away from being our direct neighbours, which is a very sad loss. We chose where we live, not on the basis of where you live, but <laughs> on the basis of where our daughter lives. And so we were eight minutes walk away when we lived in Hadfield Street and we're about 10 minutes walk away in the opposite direction where we are now. So uh, for us, it's a really good location because we're very close to her husband and the children. Yeah. And the uh, thing is, we made you feel welcome. They didn't. But you've chosen to move nearer to them. That's all fine. That's all fine. I'm not taking that personally. I just get the measure of how you are. Um, but you've then moved, as you say, sort of 10 minutes the other side of uh, um, of your daughter and uh, son-in-law and kids. Um, just wondering, bring us up to speed in terms of how it's been then on this new street, um, not having had the, the singing of... Uh, uh, on the streets, um, not having uh, Helen uh, organising things from the other side of the street. How's it been in the in the new street where you found yourself living? I, I think the street could do with Helen to organise things. <laughs> I don't, as far as we know, there's not a WhatsApp group or we haven't seen anything organised. But having said that, the neighbours are have been very friendly and very welcoming. Um, we had we had we were getting. Um, you know, welcome to your new home cards through the door um, before people even knew our names kind of thing, which is really nice. And we get the impression that the neighbours here do know each other. There's a lot of people here who've lived here for quite a long time. And uh, certainly both, both sides um, we've introduced ourselves to and they've been lovely and we've had nice chats with them. The lady next door will always put our bin out if we're if we're away. That's really nice. Yeah. The chap over the road will um, 
you know, when he saw workmen coming back and forth, when uh, uh, we had quite a lot of work done before we moved in, you know, he was coming over and saying, well, if you need somebody to do your double glazing, there's so-and-so, and um, if you've got any problems with your car, I know a good garage. And it, it's, it, I definitely get the feeling that people want to get to know each other and they want to engage with you and you'll get the wave. But I think if, if we... Um, if we needed anything, you know, I think people would be there. Um, and that's a, that's a good feeling, I think. So, um, yeah, I think uh, you're right. The, the, the community is long-standing, if, if that's the right phrase. You know, um, we've got people over the road. Well, the neighbour next door has been here since the house was built 50 years ago. Wow. Um, uh, she's a widow. Um, we've got another lady next door. We've got families over the way, and we've got people who have lost um spouses over the road as well so um it's not the same um level of neighborliness if you like but it's a different level it's a different sort of neighborliness yeah yeah, yeah. you're right they would they would do whatever if you needed something they'd do it for you fantastic yeah. and so uh does the white bench still feature oh yes the white bench is outside the front uh, it's outside the kitchen um now and occasionally I sit on there with a morning coffee and then the two chaps opposite, uh, they, they sometimes have a coffee at the same time. So we get a little bit of a chat, normally talk football or some other rubbish because it's about Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> because you've uh, just bought a season ticket, Pete, haven't you? <laughs> I've got to get him out of the house somehow, Alan. You know. Again, you see, it's another way of forming friends, isn't it? If you're going to be sitting next to the same person every other week watching a match, and I love to watch football, um, if you're going to go, why not go and meet the same people and take create an opportunity, if you like, to form a friendship that moves on from a Saturday afternoon for a couple of hours into something else? Um, it might not happen. It might be that I'm sat next to somebody who I don't get on with, or there are other reasons that make it unsuccessful. But, you know, if you don't try, you'll never find out. So sometimes you have to take a step of step of faith, if you like. Fantastic. And so um, what I'd love to sort of end on would be um, in terms of the getting started, the getting to know neighbours, uh, whether you've just moved into the area or whether actually you've lived next to the same neighbours for um, 27, 28 years. Just wonder if you've got sort of a top tip, uh, a simple step that you would uh, that you would leave us with. Well, I don't know if this is a simple step and I don't know whether it's repeatable, but when we moved into our property in Wales, uh, I was mowing the grass and a, a stone chip got thrown up by my mower and went through the window of the neighbours. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> and he came around and said, do you realise what you've just done? And that was the start of a good friendship because, you know, it, 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 I just apologised and offered to pay for it and all the rest of it. And we, so I think there are just many different opportunities that present themselves. And it's about finding a way to make that from possibly a negative as it could have been when the first time that I'm seeing a neighbour is because I've broken its window, albeit accidentally, uh, into creating a, a conversation. And, you know, ultimately, Terry and Olive, their, their daughter looked after our children when they were growing up and we were working. And that all came from that one initial conversation. And if I had been off with him, I'm sure he would have mirrored my 
reaction as well. And we wouldn't have got off the good terms of being a good old redhead. You know, <laughs> he didn't send Christmas cards to everybody, you know. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I think it's about trying to be nice, kind, approachable. And when people are that way to you, trying to reflect that or mirror that back to them. And that's the way most relationships start, whether it's friendship or marriage. That's really lovely. Anything, anything else to add, Joe? I think, you know, sometimes little things, like I say about the neighbour just putting our bin, our, our bin out um, and us saying to her, oh, well, we're thinking at the back that we might take down a hedge. How would you feel about that? Would it upset you? And she's, you know, those sort of conversations that say, we live close by, what we do affects each other. We can be good neighbours or we can just ignore each other and be strangers. Um, and just building on those little initial contacts in a way um, is what, what builds relationships. You know, at the, at the end of the day, your, your um, neighbours are the nearest, the nearest people that you can have relations with. Yeah. And um, you want those to be good relationships. So do what, what comes naturally, but yeah, do what feels good, I suppose. It's really good. And what I'm hearing from you both is just that there are opportunities that will present themselves all around us. And it's being ready and willing to take them, whether it is putting a brick through someone's window, Pete, as I, as I heard you did in my small stone. <laughs> <laughs> um, or whether it's actually um, the, that sense of um, neighbourliness and connection as you move in and there are already people that will put your bins out and yeah. uh, have a little rifle through just to check who you are and, uh, and what you're up to. Yeah. But there are those opportunities, aren't there, that, that present if yeah. only we're, we're ready um, waiting and willing to take them. Mm -hmm. and, um, I, I, I think actually a part of it is helpfulness, isn't it? Being a good neighbour is about being helpful and being willing to be helped. Yes. So being, you know, not being standoffish if, if somebody offers help, say, say yes, oh, thank you very much. Because that actually can end up making both of you feel good. You feel good because you've been helped and they feel good because they've helped somebody. So good. Thanks so much for joining us uh, today. Um, loved chatting to you. Uh, miss you guys on Hadfield Street so mm -hmm. much. Um, so we will have to have you around uh, for some food again soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's our turn to have you around. <laughs> well, you know, to be to help and to be helped we we i'm sure we do <laughs> uh, come on brilliant thanks so much i'm okay, going to sign off you. now and uh yeah see you guys soon see you bye. bye thank you for listening to this week's podcast if you have any questions about stc or would like to get in contact please email admin at stcsheffield.org <laughs>